0: Today on the show, we talk about the ethics of using magical items powered by the dead. Welcome to Lore Party. A podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Bruce. And I'm Connor. And we are back again in this uh, season with a new series. That's right. Uh, it's the dawn of a new age with uh, the first episode of our Elder Scrolls series. I'm psyched. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, same here. I can't believe we haven't really covered this at all in the, like, almost three years that we've had lore party it's such <laughs> it an is expansive lore thing but yeah we've never really done anything
1: it's surprising uh there's so much rich ground to
0: cover with the
1: elder scrolls so many amazing worlds to explore and i, I guess you just needed
0: me to come along before we could really <laughs> do it justice i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> no no no. i think you're right because like i mean confession time i've not really had any experience playing morrowind or oblivion i only heard about elder scrolls when i uh played skyrim i'm sure you're not the only one <laughs> That's if, if i if of- i knew about oblivion before then i totally would have played it um mm. i just kind of didn't and then uh you know time makes fools of us all including <laughs> oblivion uh it's i'm I, this story sure is amazing but oh, for, um, oh sure yeah <laughs> It's it's never too late to come to
1: the Elder Scrolls games, and Skyrim's a great entry point. I loved Skyrim, played a bunch of it, um, but Oblivion is probably still my favorite as a special place in my heart. Morrowind I liked, I appreciated, but it was probably too complex for me <laughs> when I first played it back in my, uh, my teen years, and I'm not... I'm I i, I have not even ever touched Daggerfall or Arena, so I can't Oh, we're not even talking about <laughs> that. <laughs> I can't claim that much Elder Scrolls cred, but they are they are incredible games with honestly, like you mentioned, a truly incredible amount of lore to them, a very expansive universe that they take place in with some crazy themes that go really out bound out of the boundaries of what you normally consider standard fantasy fair, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, it gets weird. and with one of those really weird things, I've had this idea ever since uh, I was playing Skyrim and I was learning about the world. Um, and this was just an idea that I didn't really have kind of an outlet to do until Lore Party was even here. But now I get to talk about it because it has kept me awake at night of just <laughs> soul gems and kind of their place in the Elder Scrolls universe. Yeah, soul gems are a very interesting mechanic in the games, and they are a very interesting
1: uh, topic in the lore. So it's it's a great starting point. And yeah, like you, I also dream at night about soul gems and just just can't stop thinking about them. Just like <laughs> they're so intriguing and uh, and crazy weird and uh, th- and as we'll get into later, there is kind of an ethical question around them too.
0: Yeah, they have a very dark side to them. Yes, I think a lot of people gloss over at least their first time around. For sure. Well, let's let's
1: first explain what exactly is a soul gem. They um, as far as we know, they are magically occurring stones of a magical nature and uh, they are used to contain
0: the souls of dead creatures. Whoa, (laughs) back up, back (laughs) up. There are people in them. (laughs) <laughs> they're made
1: of people <laughs> well not necessarily sometimes they can contain people they can also contain the essences of animals uh, just that really any living thing theoretically can be contained and uh, uh i guess you could say trapped that's foreshadowing for later uh in a uh, soul gem uh but there's also different sizes like uh you know there's varieties of soul gems there are petty soul gems which are you know not very valuable lesser common greater grand and then black soul gems those are the different kind of
0: tiers it's almost like a ranking system of soul gems yes and some of them kind of coincide with um their corresponding soul size yes Mm -hmm. there are soul sizes and there's petty souls lesser souls common souls greater souls and grand souls as well right Uh, so it it kind of i mean there are at least in the universe there aren't black souls but um (laughs) (laughs) black yeah
1: black soul gems are kind of their own beast we'll have to we'll have to explain a little bit more detail later but like you said bruce there is a generally one-to-one comparison there of like you know the bigger the soul gem the the bigger the soul gem the more powerful soul it's able to contain they kind of function like batteries that way if you want to you know, look at a real world parallel, you could think of it as almost like triple A batteries, double A's, C volts, D's, you know, it's kind of like a upward scale of, you know, yeah. A grand soul gem filled with that runs on your grandmother's soul. (laughs) (laughs) You fit Nana into the, into the battery and then you can make the TV work. Uh, she only lasted a week. I can't believe this. (laughs) Souls used to last a lot longer. I don't know what's happening to soul gems these days, but there is a uh inverse there's a relationship there between like a petty soul and a petty soul gem there there are matching soul levels and matching gem levels it's uh it's weird but (laughs) there's what, what you can do with soul gems once you have them once they're filled with uh with a
0: soul you can do a lot of cool
1: stuff with them needless to say i mean all the all the awesome enchanted equipment you play with in these games that's thanks to soul gems
0: Yeah, what do you think's running them? Just magic that you've just, you know, cast a spell on it? No, they actually (laughs) run on uh, soul gems being charged into them. Again, like a battery for both enchanting weapons and armor and recharging those enchanted weapons and armor. No matter how old they are, they still need that charge or they run out and you can't fill them up again.
1: That's right. It's not just wishful thinking that makes, uh, this cool <laughs> equipment, uh, function, you know, like that sword that does extra fire damage. Like you said, yeah, the more you use it, you'll use up that charge. And then eventually you have to refill it with another soul gem, another battery, you could say. And there's, there's other really cool things in the lore that also function on soul gems, like those, uh, little Dwemer robots, <laughs> the, the dwarven <laughs> automatons that, you know, you fight in the Dwemer ruins. Uh, they seem to, f-
0: They basically run off of soul gems as far as we can tell. Yeah, when you kind of break them apart, they show that they have parts and usually come with a soul gem. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this implies that there is a very long-lasting power source that they provide because, you know, these are just the leftover automatons from an age of a civilization that has long since left and had needed no upkeep, no replenishing of the power source it just needed to just keep going and you know it looks like as as we might assume souls don't have shelf lives they can just kind of keep going but like they are also you know maintained in that same form and that same energy in the soul gem for pretty much as long as you may want them to be in there right long story short souls can do some amazing things when when you have them properly contained within a soul gem and how might we you know go about procuring a uh, soul would you say it's a great question that's <laughs> a great <laughs> question now you can get soul gems almost anywhere in these in these
1: game worlds uh in elder scrolls soul gems are found pretty commonly you, you can buy them at stores find them on you know the dead body of the bandit you just killed, you know, and just anywhere you can find loot, people seem to have soul gems almost like another form of currency. They're pretty common. So finding a soul gem, or at least an empty one, isn't all that difficult, but filling it with a soul is a little bit more complicated, I guess you could say. It takes some gumption. To, uh, <laughs> takes it takes, takes some know-how and some elbow grease to f- <laughs> cram a soul into a gem. But all you really need is a little spell called the soul trap spell the way it works is that you cast soul trap on another creature whether that's a person or a giant rat or a wolf or whatever and then when you kill that creature their soul is automatically pulled from their body and into
0: a soul gem that you have on your person just absolutely into the rock that's it end of story
1: yeah instead of uh Going to whatever afterlife they may have been going to, which we'll get into soon, uh, they go into your soul gem
0: instead. <laughs> pretty uh, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. And then on top of that, uh, in Skyrim, they have this new spell called like bound weapons. So it's just kind of this ethereal shaped, you know, sword or axe which you can then attack a person. Right. And if you kill them with that weapon, they automatically go into the soul gem. They just swipe your soul, like reaping your soul. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's pretty dark.
1: <laughs> it's efficient, though. You don't have to use the soul trap spell in that case.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that wizard totally, it <laughs> was just really ergonomic. It was just like, <laughs> we're wasting our
1: time that's, casting these spells. It's it's amazing what uh, assembly line technology and uh, <laughs> innovation in the soul harvesting will do over time. But But, to do this kind of work to trap souls and soul gems and then uh use those soul gems uh this does require some proficiency in a a practice called conjuration magic now in elder scrolls there are different sort of disciplines of magic there's you know kind of schools of spellcraft there's destruction restoration uh illusion and of course then conjuration which uh it's kind of like a borderline gray area. Dark magic. It's 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 like a cousin uh, to another form of magic called necromancy. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, necromancy
0: is in there, but it's not like the whole school,
1: right? Yeah, necromancy is kind of like the uh, the less liked, less popular little brother of conjuration. Conjuration. Everyone is kind of into it. People like Conjuration, Necromancy, we don't really like to talk about much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and at least in uh, some iterations of the games and at different timelines, the school of Conjuration has been banned from an entire like magical college. Right. Because of its, you know, disdain and it's, you know, banning from, you know, the entire country like in Skyrim Mm. of just like you need to not be bringing dead people back to life. I feel like any, you know, uh, Lord of the land would make that a pretty easy decision of just like, no more dead people, no more dead people walk in. Please don't do that. That's pretty reasonable. I think, (laughs) but yeah, it's, (laughs) you think you think you would think, but yeah, there, it has been,
1: um, this, this borderline and this relationship between conjuration and necromancy has been complicated. Like you mentioned Bruce over the, over the years, the mages college or sorry, the mages guild of Tamriel, has banned necromancy several times and then maybe sometimes like not quite banned it entirely but politely tolerated it or didn't really mention it like tried to sweep it under the rug whereas conjuration as we've kind of established conjuration is needed it's it's needed to make soul gems which are what make enchantments uh, possible so you can't really have enchantments without conjuration so most mages tend to sort of See it as a necessary evil almost or at least a necessary creepy practice that uh, gives you the willies a little bit because conjuration you can like, you know, make a zombie appear out of thin air, but you can't you can't turn a person into a zombie with full on necromancy. They
0: it's it's a border zone. It's a gray area. So then that also kind of leads us into just a lot of implications about how souls work in this universe big time it it begs some big questions about like
1: are souls even like measurable and like a material object that can be quantified
0: (laughs) and the answer is yes you can literally like (laughs) you can buy a filled soul gem (laughs) and that pretty much will describe how much your soul is worth yeah plus a rock it's it's messed up man (laughs) Um, And then that also kind of because in our universe, it's very easy to kind of look at these things in a very agnostic view of it's it's just a little gray of whether or not someone has a soul or if animals have a soul or if there's an afterlife. What happens when you die in Elder Scrolls? It's a little more concrete. Mm -hmm. There are uh, different stories and characters who literally travel to a different plane that is uh, owned by, you know, one of the Daedric Princes or the Nine Divines where it actually exists. Take Sovngarde, which is like, you know, um, Elder Scrolls Valhalla. It is places like those that actually exist that you can go and visit to. That's where the souls of the Nords go. When they die, that's there. It's real. It's not like you know, uh, I have faith in this. It is, I have absolute understanding that this is here. Yeah. And when you take a soul from a soul gem, they don't get to go there, at least not immediately as far as we know. They're in the rock. They're in the soul gem. And they're not in their promised afterlife. And that's really fucked up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's not an abstract concept like we have in our real life. Like, the afterlife actually is, you know, it's quantifiable or it's it's real, like you actually go there, and yeah, as far as we understand it, when you soul trap someone and you know they go into the soul gem, they stay there instead of going to their afterlife, which yeah, like we'll we'll hash that out a bit more later, but you know that's important to understand about how soul gems work it's It's pretty crazy, and that brings us back to this idea of souls have kind of different potencies I, is a word i i kind of tend to come back to <laughs> cuz you know you, we we know we know about the different rarities or kind of strength levels of different soul gems from petty all the way up to grand and black and that sort of implies or well that parallels this ranking system of the souls themselves like uh for example really small weak kind of non-sentient creatures like uh you know animals like foxes rabbits uh giant rats they tend to have low level souls like petty lesser maybe common souls like they their souls don't have a lot of juice to them basically it's uh, it's still crazy that they have souls i know because, like, like you you wouldn't expect that but you know sure enough in the game if you soul trap like a, a a giant rat and you kill it you can fill a petty soul gem that way so it's you know that's there you go that's proof that your pets do have souls and that uh They do go to that (laughs) nice farm upstate when they get old. and
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, do animals have... If they have souls, then they've got to have an afterlife. Where do their souls go? Is there like a bunny Valhalla? (laughs) Is there a cat Nirvana? Is there... A, a dog do, do goblins
1: go to sovngarde or the plains of, of oblivion <laughs> like do they go to sh- uh, the shivering isles and hang out with Shiagorath, the mad prince i don't know like <laughs> i'm sorry we're getting deep but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> but no it's that would be a great oh i love that <laughs> it would be yeah it is a great question though it's um you know you get into this idea that you know souls have rankings and weight to them Like, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, grand and greater soul gems can be filled with the souls of creatures like giants or woolly mammoths or, you know, like really high powered uh, Deidre sometimes or people (laughs) long
0: story short, you can just put people into grand and greater soul gems. Yeah. Humanoids are almost always grand. Um, However. It's very strange. Um, there's, there's kind of a contradicting rule on these kind of like soul characteristics. First, you've got the size of the inhabitant for the soul, uh, like giants and mammoths. They're, I mean, a mammoth, I, I would say, is, I don't know, maybe a little bit smarter than you know, your average animal but it's more to do with their size. Uh, However, there's also uh, the level of soul power rating. (laughs) Soul power. (laughs) Soul power. Your SP um, (laughs) is up also when you have a higher like actual combat level, as well as uh, whether or not you're kind of part of an intelligent civilization. It really kind of like has this air of you know soul supremacy kind of eugenics kind of thing yeah <laughs> shoehorned in there it's
1: yeah it's me- it's weird um it, it goes to some strange places when you think about like how you mentioned bruce the humanoid races like uh you know your standard people like imperials nords red guards bretons as well as the elves you know the dark elves dunmer all those races of people even in the you know the animal the beast races the khajiit and the argonians they tend to have grand souls but then you look at the falmer which are sort of uh the degenerated descendants of snow elves but now they're kind of like more they're more primal animal than than people and that makes it that kind of begs the question like what exactly determines the potency or the, the SP, the soul power of, of a different race or, you know, what their you know, what they, what you can get out of their soul when you soul trap them. Uh, is it just about sentience because the Falmer seem to have lost some sentience and that kind of parallels their slightly lower, uh, soul potency, uh, or
0: Thetan level, I guess <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Now let me tell you something else though. Uh in my research I found that there are some falmer or also Raklings, which are kind of like tiny little pygmy goblins that when they have like a leader uh rank class those have a higher soul power rating than the others like those would have like grand souls while the rest of the average falmer and raeklings have just greater souls Mm -hmm. so like in your own race there is a difference of that kind of superiority of souls it's very interesting
1: because yeah that that makes it kind of unclear like what exactly determines the potency of your soul it's not just your race like you just explained it's not just sentience it's not uh strictly power either it's 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 um not exactly
0: a uh black and white rigid system Uh, yeah it it makes me feel like i should i be working out more (laughs) should i be like really working out to just like get my soul up to like grand if it's not there already or should i be hitting the books i don't know
1: yeah that's that's the that's a takeaway here life lesson uh live your life in such a way that when you die you can fill a grand soul gem at least (laughs) leave a pretty corpse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and when i go i want my soul to be put into like some sort of badass great like two-handed sword or something of like we'll do that, that at the
0: funeral ceremony don't
1: worry yeah that's gonna go in my will uh you better <laughs> not use my soul to enchant a pair of boots to help you carry more stuff i'd be really pissed off that's
0: i just do something cool <laughs> I, just do something cool with make it. it worth it <laughs> okay we're gonna take a quick break here but stick around we'll be right back we know all this about souls, but it's not entirely known where a soul gen puts the soul afterwards. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what happens to the soul right after it's spent. It's, it, it's a mystery and it's, it's one that just keeps like tugging at me every time I think about it because we've got a couple options here and there's only one that's like halfway decent. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's that's the big question, because it's important to understand that when a soul gem that's, you know, full and it's filled with a soul, when that soul gem is used to enchant something or recharge something, that soul gem basically disappears, or from your inventory at least. And in lore, that could mean that it, like, becomes empty again, or it shatters, or it turns to dust, or just disappears. We're not sure, but yeah, that's what we mean when we say a soul is spent, a soul gem is spent. And... We yeah, there are a couple explanations for where that soul goes. <laughs> Neither of them are very pretty, but
0: uh, that they are what we have to sort of go on for now. Yeah. So first one is if the energy is spent in the material plane and it's used up, and let's say that it just keeps on going. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Maybe it just goes on its way to the afterlife. Happy, happy. Weird detour. Um, I had to charge a sword. Now I'm in heaven. <laughs> Curly gates. That's great. Right. And, you know, maybe I, I, again, we don't know how long or like how much sentience or, or consciousness that one would have while trapped in the soul gym. Hopefully it is zero, but it could not be. And you could just be trapped in a rock for as long as you are there. But let's just say the best possible thing is that someone shanks you, you get soul trapped, you do not remember a damn thing while you're in there, they use you to charge their boots of stamina, and then you wake up in heaven you're like, well, that was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Would be great like okay let's do that yeah but that's
1: probably the better option of the two however (laughs) because yeah however option two is uh uh not as uh not as friendly so the other possibility is that when a soul gem is used to uh enchant an object or recharge an object that's enchanted and that soul is just used up like it's it's burned like fuel uh it's possible that once that soul gem is spent the consciousness of the soul that was once contained in that soul gem just no longer exists like it just gets deleted so sort of the alternative to the scenario you presented Bruce was that you get shanked you get soul trapped you go into a soul gem whether you're aware of all this or not eventually your soul is used in a you know an enchantment procedure and then you just blink out of existence you just have no more place in the fabric of the universe at all that's the other possibility and it's terrifying
0: (laughs) yeah you're done goodbye see you later so the other
1: question on top of all this that question of kind of consciousness after death that makes that whole thing even scarier like if I think it'd be best if you stop perceiving anything after you die. Like when you're, when you're killed and soul trapped, you don't, you don't experience any of that. You're dead. So you don't experience any of it. You're just, your essence is taken and used as like a battery. That's optimal. That's what I would want to happen. I wouldn't want to be, you know, quote unquote awake or perceiving anything after all that happens. But the other side of it is maybe you are conscious when you're killed, soul trapped, and then put in a stone And then that soul gem is used on something and then you just stop existing. That would be that'd be the worst case scenario. Well, I'm sorry, I'll correct myself. The worst, worst case scenario (laughs) is if you are put into a black soul gem. (laughs) That's that's something I think you'll need to uh, you'll need to explain because uh, I'm still not sure I understand it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this was my. I, this was kind of the catalyst of me getting this idea in the first place. Um, the Soul Karen is a place, and the Black Soul Gem are both introduced in the Skyrim DLC, Dawn Guard, uh, where you have to get into the Soul Karen, uh, in which you have to kind of like die for a little bit, or a vampire has to be able to go in there. Mm. Um, and it is a place kind of like... It's an extension of Oblivion. Uh, It's a big place, uh, but it's there as sort of an in-between ethereal plane where souls that are taken into the Black Soul Gem are kind of never whole again. It's there as a sort of, think purgatory, but even worse, if you can be able to imagine that, because... You know, at least in Purgatory, you're kind of just there forever and it's just kind of neutral, but you're still aware of it. In the Soul Karen, you are just there with other souls that are just kind of partially taken. It's sort of like your residual energy is there. Um, You get to talk to people in the Soul Karen and they don't really have much of an understanding of what's going on. They are... Not in the best of uh spirits <laughs> yeah. for a better term. Um, they don't really understand what's going on, but they also do they remember like the last few moments of when they were alive, but then, you know, they're like, I I don't know where I am right now, though. And it's just this awful in-between kind of thing that is just one of the worst experiences I think you could ever do. Yeah. And like you get to reuse that black soul gem. So like with each use, it goes further into the soul Karen, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not spent. It's just kind of like a a rechargeable battery, I guess we'll do. But also uh, you have the stained residual residue of the souls of uh, the people that you have trapped in there. It's wow. (laughs) It's really the fucking worst. Yeah, that's a that's grim dark
1: to the max. That's a grim fate right there. <laughs> so, basically, what we want you to understand is that um you probably don't want to get soul trapped if you're going to get killed in the Elder Scrolls world. If you if you just live in Tamriel somewhere and someone's trying to soul trap you, uh try to avoid that. But definitely, one hundred and fifty percent, definitely avoid ever getting put in a black soul gem you don't you do
0: not want that <laughs> so if a guy's got like he's got a black soul gem in his hand and in his other hand is like a bound soul trapping weapon like get out of there <laughs> get give him whatever he yeah, wants get the hell out of do there. whatever he says oh man don't get that shit on you <laughs> so Again, to kind of reiterate uh, the number of possibilities here, Conjuration is a school that has been largely presented as just not a great school, not a very morally upstanding school. And then you also have the Black Soul Gem there. And I wonder, should we even be giving them the benefit of the doubt that, Mm -hmm. hey, don't worry, it's okay. The cows can't (laughs) feel pain.
1: (laughs) conjuration like, like again coming back to that conjuration magic is just sort of that necessary evil i think most people see it as or not even a necessary evil it's just necessary it's just kind of a normal thing that's what gives us our cool stuff our enchanted weapons and armor it's like everyone wants that
0: dude that is just some fucked up propaganda <laughs> that has been peddled by big magic <laughs> since the first era don't even Bruce, if, if if you are so
1: dead set against soul gems, I guess I'll just take all of your enchanted equipment. Then I guess I'll just take that off your hands since you have such a moral opposition to it.
0: Well, what am I going to do about my staff of fireball? I mean, Exactly I do need that. my point. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> you want to have cool stuff or not? And so we see this ethical dilemma here: of is it okay to use a soul gem? And I get I, aside from magic spells, soul's power pretty much everything magical right. in the Elder Scrolls world. In any situation where you need to defend yourself or be in this kind of endless magic arms race, maybe against you know a neighboring faction or a different country, or even just to defend yourself on the road. If everyone else, especially the bad guys, are going to be using enchanted weapons, recharging them with the souls of the dead, it makes a very convincing argument that you should be using them too. Yeah. And it, 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 it really sucks because that is like how you said, the way the world works. I mean, no one's going to be slowing down because of that. I mean, hell, look at our own world. We know that fossil fuels are literally destroying our environment. And we're still like, I'm still driving my highly combustible, running on gasoline engine car to the grocery store to live my life. And I, I would assume that like, obviously I'm not like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't run on souls, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in the same way, I mean, what's stopping, you know, Farmer John from, you know, going down to the local uh, shop and picking up a soul gem to get his like acts of wood cutting to <laughs> be at peak performance. Sure. Yeah, it's it's like you mentioned with the real world parallels like that's
1: just the way the world is structured and the common people who live in that world had nothing to do with that system being put in place. That's just kind of how it is. That's basically what we're saying is there There are a lot of questions involved when it comes to using soul gems and how they even work. Uh, my suggestion is here's here's my solution. Sure, there is a Deidric artifact called Azura's Star. And I've heard of such it. Basically, a thing. It, it's really cool. It basically functions as a soul gem that never breaks or disappears, so you just can fill it and empty it over and over and over again. It doesn't solve the ethical quandary of using souls in the first place, but it is a sustainable energy source. You don't have to find new soul gems to fill. So that's a step in the right direction, right? everyone gets an azura's star under my uh soul footprint reduction
0: program. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only been one made in existence by a god. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm
1: going to go have a chat with Azura and see if um it would be <laughs> amenable cuz I don't know what Azura's pronouns. I
0: think Azura is she/her, but I don't want to make any assumptions. It's it's a god, you know. That is also like... true. <laughs> well, Daedric well, Prince it, I don't know if that, exactly. that's even like, a, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's an episode <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to see if Azura would be willing to uh, just give everyone uh, a star to uh, use as a personal battery. I think that'd be a good start.
0: <laughs> yes, and I would love for Jesus to come down on high and give us uh, <laughs> fucking nuclear fusion free energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a man can dream, Bruce, okay? Like <laughs> I think um, that brings us to really just um, final thoughts on our personal take. Having considered all this, having discussed all of this, um, at the end of the day, what's your gut feeling on the ethics of soul gems? Like, are they, is using them morally defensible? Uh,
0: What are your feelings on this? To me personally, I feel that a soul is sacred. And I think in a, Even in the Elder Scrolls, at least human souls are very sacred. There are still burials. There are still people making huge efforts to make sure they get to their rightful place in the afterlife. I don't think, even if it's in its best scenario, it is okay to use a soul gem. If you are at least like a good aligned character... There's not enough evidence to prove that it is a pleasant experience being trapped in a soul gem or that everything's fine after the soul gem is spent. However, if I were a person in that world who, you know, like I'm sure my mother would have used, you know, soul gems to enchant something in my home or something, when you have that kind of exposure, it definitely numbs you to this. Like I think everyone, understands that souls are sacred in the society, but there are obvious societal exceptions to this. And even for us, I mean, I'm sure everyone here has a smartphone or a computer, and some of those technologies were made with minerals that could only have been harvested uh, in the bowels of the mines in Africa where they're child slaves still to this day. Uh, being forced into labor to do this. And I i mean, I'm not going to throw my phone away. I need that. I need that for my job. I need that for my life, for my personal connections. And knowing that it was a product of child slave labor, I mean, certainly puts a damper on using it, but I don't think anyone's ready to just throw their phone away. I hope there is some sort of you know, effort in the Elder Scrolls universe to bring this to light. But from what I've seen... It's definitely one of those things in their society in time in Tamriel that is not spoken about. No one really talks about it because when you do, you have conversations like these. And I don't think that's something that's very kosher for a lot of people in that world to just really come to grips with.
1: Yeah, it's definitely taken for granted in the world of Elder Scrolls, it's just, it's a given. That's like you, like you said, uh, it's just how it is. And, you know, I could even see myself having that attitude of like, if I kill a creature that's trying to kill me and it's in self-defense or maybe I'm hunting an animal or whatever for food and I also maybe have the forethought to soul trap it too and I have a spare soul gem that I'm filling up. To me, I would probably see that as just, I'm just using every part of the kill. I'm just, I'm taking the skin, the meat, the antlers, the whatever, and the soul. Like, why not? It's there. Why not use it? Uh, Otherwise, it's just kind of going to waste or maybe going to heaven. These are things I probably wouldn't think about that much. It would just be this is what I do. And I think you made a really great point about you know, there are things outside of our control about the way the world works. Like, you and I didn't choose to be born in a first world country that exploits other countries. Like, that's that's just how it is. We may have a moral revulsion to those things, but uh, they're not going to change overnight just because we don't like them. The, much the same way that in Tamriel, like, you know, I'm still going to want enchanted things to help keep me safe in this dangerous, hostile world. And not liking the way soul gems work doesn't change that, unfortunately. Long story short, yeah, I mean, the soul gems question is murky for sure. It's definitely not a good thing. Definitely not a tasteful thing, but if I were a part of that world, I'm not sure I would consider it outright evil either, because it's, it's kind of just how it is.
0: Or at the very least, it would be evil. But what are you gonna do? You know, I'm gonna stand outside of the College of Winterhold with a picket <laughs> sign and just say, "Bloodstones, get your blood gems here." <laughs>
1: Oh man, I will I will see you at the protest. I will see you <laughs> at um Occupy Winterhold. And, uh, <laughs> they can't occupy Winterhold.
0: Hashtag stop us Winterhold. all. <laughs> well that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Check out our YouTube page for bonus videos and highlights. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.